Support for this episode comes from Lalamand Brewing. Lalamand Brewing is a division of Lalamand Inc., a global producer of yeast and bacteria that aims to help breweries achieve their growth and quality goals by offering products, services, and education. Lalamand Brewing's premium brewing yeasts and bacteria deliver unmatched consistency, reliability, and purity, allowing brewers to take full control of the brewing process. At the forefront of innovation and always looking to expand on the motto, we brew with you, Lalamand Brewing recently launched Lau Brew Verdant IPA in collaboration with Verdant Brewing Co. UK. Lau Brew Verdant IPA is a unique strain of brewing yeast suitable for a broad range of beer styles, notably modern IPAs. To find out more about Lalamand Brewing and follow their news and product launches, connect with them on social media or visit www.lalamandbrewing.com. John Taylor once told us that brewing beer is easy, but producing good beer takes real skill. With a series of successful and ambitious expansion projects under his belt, John, more commonly known as JT, is now the co-founder of Mitchum-based Drop Project. Along with his co-founders, Joe Simo and Will Skipsey, the brewery is making waves with excellent lagers and IPAs, as well as brilliant sours and stouts. Hello and welcome to the Brewer's Journal podcast. My name is Tim Sheehan, editor of the Brewer's Journal. JT has a wealth of experience when it comes to growing breweries, so that's why we invited him to speak at our Brewer's Lectures in Birmingham earlier this week. In his talk, presented as this week's podcast, JT says you should always consider consulting your peers before turning to consultants. To pay attention to contracts when working with fellow businesses, and to never try and grow your way out of a problem. Please welcome JT. So I uh, get comfortable with that photo because there's no slideshow. And <laughs> this iPad is just for my notes. But anyway, yeah, uh, that's, uh, that's Joe and Will up there, my business partners from Draw Project. Basically, uh, Tim invited me here today to speak a little bit about myself, my career. Um, for anyone who might know me, uh, it could be from Drop Project could be from Gypsy Hill, uh, might even be from Forpure, if you were kicking around back in the early days. You might also know me from some of my engineering work, um, and that could be from companies like Six Process, the Fabdeck Group. Uh, you might even know me from one of my own businesses, DBS, if I've dealt with anyone. But yeah, um, I've kind of got uh, hands in multiple sides of the industry. Um, Brewing for me is very much a second career. Um, I actually started out in oil and gas uh, some years ago, and uh, brewing was just a hobby. Like so many of you, it probably just got a little bit out of control really quick. Without splurging out my complete CV, um, I fell into this career with a background in mechanical and plant engineering, and very quickly realized uh, just how interspliced um, brewing and engineering sciences can be. Um, they are fundamentally process engineering subjects. Ultimately, I find myself now working uh, within my own brewery and working with brewery manufacturers, uh, building and supplying breweries, as well as making beer every day. Touching back on previously, uh, what I've done in the brewing industry, uh, so in about four or five years, I probably ran up about 60,000 hectolitres of capacity expansion between just two breweries. So um, they were both very, very small to begin with when I walked in, and they were almost just off startup level. 
And by the time I left, they were all running 20, 30,000 heck a year, and they were churning over in proper kind of production facilities. And um, so the focus of this talk is going to be really from scaling up to a, from a small space and uh, the do's and some do's and don'ts of doing so. So I pulled together a couple of like do's and don'ts and maybe some anecdotes or lessons I can share. Um, and I think that they're relative to scaling up. So we'll start kind of at the beginning. And that's um, just because you can doesn't mean you should. So what does that mean? So, so Drop Project Bury at Mitchum, um, we installed it a little over a year ago and a frightening amount of this install was done by the three guys in that photo. Largely down to having no money left after the pandemic. Uh, we started four months before the pandemic. Uh, it, took a, it was a bit of a slow start with the brewery, getting it off the ground, getting things going. Basically, the job needed to happen, and those were the only guys to do the job at the time. Um, so the reality is the DIY attitude, um, despite us being highly capable people, uh, in, in the end, it really did spread us uh, too thin for far too long. Eventually, we just had the directors doing everything. Um, there'll be always things in your business only you can do. Um, the problem is uh, usually you can do everything or at the very least you're willing to try and do everything. Um, and it's a you know, really noble attribute and you, you need it to start a business. The reality is you can, you can basically burn out trying to do things. You basically burn out trying to be all things to everybody. Um, and I think it's really important and relevant to startup breweries. Uh, the day you get stuck inside the business, uh, working on the day-to-day, -day, grinding, doing the small tasks, um, you basically don't have time to work on the business. So you wind up working inside your own business and you actually don't work on your own business after a while and it becomes very distracting and you can get very bogged down in it. And despite having the best laid plans, equipment, you know, processes put together, you realize the company can just start stagnating really quick and it can just kind of go into a neutral mode because you're all too tired from just kind of doing everything all the time. and. Even culturally, you know, you, you wind up just doing things you absolutely don't have to. And you really have to ask, start asking yourself that question, like, is there someone else who can do this job? Um, and if the answer is yes, then go and find the person, get them involved. You'll find there's jobs when you own the business or you're running it or you're a manager or a director, there's so many things that only you can do. And you really have to kind of, you really have to pick those things out and then start delegating. Like I say, it's an amazingly noble attribute to get stuck in and do everything, but it can go on for far too long. And uh, it certainly went on far too long for us and we did stagnate as a result. So that's definitely a don't. Um, next one would be timelines, budgets com and commitments um, mean nothing without contracts or penalty clauses. Now this is where I'll put on a brewery owner and director and brewer hat and also put on a engineering and equipment manufacturing hat. Brewers are intrinsically trusting people, and this is largely due to the collaborative nature of the industry and how we all interact and do nice things like today. Sadly, you cannot carry that kind of trust level over to external industries, and this goes from everything. Uh, it can be in your general sales, it can be in your material suppliers, it can be in your engineering works, it can be in your, your equipment suppliers. Um, ultimately, they're not playing by the same rules, and they're definitely not on the same level of understanding that we might be with each other. I think we very easily as brewers fall into that trap and it's a really key thing to growth and buying out and getting equipment and growing out of projects and expansions. It's you're stepping out of the brewing world and you're stepping into a very different world and these guys aren't, they're not on the same table. You know, so basically the way that my key bit of advice here is like, you know, like other industries is, you know, you've got to get contracts in place. You've got to get redundancy in place when the contracts don't turn out like you discussed over a beer. Um, no plan really ever survives the first day of a shutdown. That's just the reality. I mean, I can give you a brief anecdote on this one. There was, uh, 
I had I had been working with a supplier out in Bulgaria for some time, and I'd sent them some designs to build us a brewery for Gypsy Hill. It was a nice new 60 hectare plant. Um, now I had a really good relationship with our welding team. They'd done loads of work in the brewery before. They'd you know been in and out. They were friends. They'd been to the bar. They'd done whatever. Uh, really well-renowned guys, actually. Um, we basically, everything was done on handshakes and whatever else. It was all done over a pint, and that was great at the time. But I went out to Bulgaria to FAT the gear, which is a factory acceptance test, and the vessels were just completely wrong. They were actually one of the worst things that can ever happen to you on an FAT, where you leave the room and you have to say to the guy, I'm really sorry, you're going to have to cut it apart and start again, and I'm not leaving until you do. Um, and it turns into a stalemate. It turned a probably, there's probably about 800 grand on the table in total for the job, start to finish. Uh, it was all finely tuned and down to kind of a week or two. There was no real major buffer. You know, we all thought we knew what we were doing. We all thought it would go smoothly. And it, it didn't go smoothly. And the reality is there was no penalty clause in any of the contracts or anything. It was, there was literally nothing there. It was all handshake deals. So the brew house was delayed, of course, naturally. Uh, called up the welding team, trusted friends, worked with them loads, done whatever over the years. Basically, oh, sorry, John, we're at, a, we're at meantime that week. We can't come to you. It's booked in, whatever. So, you know, we actually wound up only by pure sheer luck. We managed to find someone actually get in and do the install with a lot of hand holding and just barely scrape over the line. We still lost money. We still lost production time. And the simplest of contracts with the simplest of penalty rates I'm not talking about holding someone down to the last hour. I'm just saying, if it rolls over two weeks, we start introducing some kind of penalty clause financially, so you're compensated. And also, you know, it keeps them beholden to you. And the same thing with the welding team. If we had a contract in place, it was actually only a two-week delay in the end for their install. They would have beholden to actually come to us. Instead, we went up high and dry, and we lost out, ultimately. So yeah, contracts, really important. Um, and it's quite odd, actually, in brewing. In, in the engineering world, they are absolutely essential. Like, you don't do anything without a, without a contract or a penalty clause. So. Next one, uh, never skip to the end of a quote and always apply the 25% rule. So the devil is in the details when it comes to any project, and the reality is most brewery owners aren't always all about the details, especially when it comes to navigating the difficult world of equipment and procurement. When you're buying something, the value of a house, absolute clarity is needed because more often than not, quotations are not the full article. Um, I see a lot of quotations. I issue them myself. Um, I see them for my own brewery. I see them for other breweries. They're designed to get you to order. And I have so many stories from so many projects from so many different breweries about people who thought they were paying the final price or thought they were in for the final amount of money, but the reality is they, they didn't really read the fine print and they didn't realize the delivery wasn't included, the positioning wasn't included, the insurance wasn't included, the cranes weren't included. The list just goes on and on, and they wind up in kind of a very stretched position, and it usually stretches the business to breaking point. And you gotta remember, it's very hard because this is a successful business that's managed to actually get to grow in the first place. Um, basically, I say always ask for a turnkey or a final price whenever you're getting anything like priced up or checked up or trying to procure something. Um, this is saying, everyone's rich on, on Excel, um, and the same applies for projects, right? They're always successful on Excel. They're always successful on the Gantt chart, but it just doesn't, it never transpires that way. Um, you need realistic buffer on paper, and you need to have realistic buffer in reality. Um, I buffer in literally 25% extra on everything I do. So it's, that can be from materials, it'll be on timelines, it'll be on the money I'm planning to spend. That's what my buffer is. Um, I usually finish up in and around the buffer, um, you know, and at least I'm kind of, you know, it's, it's, you don't want to overpromise and underdeliver on any of these things. Um, 
and you're usually pretty damn close to the, the very end of it. So the 25% rule is an excellent rule for any project or any kind of procurement. Um, yeah, you, you, if you get that right in place early, you generally land where you expect to land. Final one, because I'll keep it short, because uh, I'm sure everyone's tired and weary of the day. Um, this is a good one. So this is a, never open a restaurant and make yourself the head chef. And you can apply this in so many different areas. Um, so that's a quote from Dan, who was uh, the former owner of Four Pure Brewing. Um, so one thing about Dan is kind of as, as we got to know each other, um, you kind of let me slowly take charge of building out the brewery capex side of things. Um, but one thing I was really surprised about Dan is like, he would be very quick to entrust, you know, in some cases there were millions of pounds worth of procurement to a guy who had experience in engineering, but didn't really have much experience in, in brewing at all. And I, I would never actually really get any very much like pushback, like on my plans or my ideas or whatever else. And he was really bizarrely cooperative for a brewery owner because um, they're very uncooperative most of the time. Ultimately, it came down to one day, post a few beers, Dan admitting that he actually had no real major singular skill set, um, but he was exceptional about with surrounding himself with the right people and people with actual really good skill sets. And that eventually became his uh, skill. And he just said, frankly, I just let people better than me get on with it. And I think Christian touched on it earlier, always hire people better than you. Now, without being totally hands-off on your business, um, there's a really great lesson in there. And uh, it's realizing the business or growth of the business is always larger than yourself. Um, brewing, the art of brewing, has room for egos and objectiveness, um, but engineering, planning, and ultimately your balance sheet does not. Um, it is or it isn't. You know, there's, uh, there's, no, there's no flavor in the numbers. You know, it's kind of, uh, that's it. There's not much room for opinions when it's uh, done and uh, it's done. And sometimes if it's not working, um, opinions don't count then. So from this perspective, uh, you know, what's key uh, before any project or production growth or taking on any kind of capital expansion? So a couple of quick points. Um, one of them, do, do you have the expertise in place to handle what you're doing? Okay, do, do you have the people? Do you have the knowledge on the ground? Do you, do you know what you're doing? If, if, and if you don't, you, you need to start getting that in. Do you have the skills in place? You know, are you gonna be able to deal with it if it goes right or wrong? Um, and if, if you don't have the skills, you don't have the knowledge, how are you upskilling? What are you doing in the meantime before you even attempt to start spending, you know, millions of pounds on something or, or you know, taking everything you've built to that point and everyone's jobs and lives and everything and risking it on going bigger. You really have to start considering that. A lot of people, once they get the ability to grow, will just go for it. And it's, you've got to resist that natural urge. So say you don't have the above and you decide to go um, the consultant route, for example, there's lots of consultants out there. Um, so just consider the CVs, but also one thing I would advise on consultants, because I do pick up a lot of ex-consultant projects, um, consider when were they last actually in a brewery. It's a really fast-moving industry, and what's easily available now didn't actually even exist five years ago. Um, a lot of the stuff, it might have existed in principle and an implication in a mega brewery, but the pieces of equipment, how they function, whatever, they, they just weren't around and they weren't commercially available. And I always say just before you go spending good money on consultants and stuff, like personally, I'd take a fellow current brewery owner manager's rap sheet of recent mistakes and cock-ups versus sometimes someone's greatest hits. And that's no disrespect to anyone who's gone before. It's just a really fast changing game. So always consult your peers who are in the trenches right now before, before hauling someone in, because it's gonna be expensive and you, you're gonna pay for it. Finally, uh, the other one is like, okay, you got the knowledge, you got the skills, you got the staff or whatever. Well, yeah, you got the knowledge, you got the skills, you got everything like that. Do you have the staff in place to continue to handle the disruption and the additional workload the project will bring? Because your, whatever way your production is running, when you go into a growth spurt and when you go into actually expanding and moving things along, the job you're doing that day has just got 10 times harder. 
there's forklifts flying around, there's construction guys on site, there's going to be site managers, there's all kinds of disruption. You need to staff out just to cope with what you're currently doing, let alone what comes after. So you've got to start staffing as early as possible and start bulking before the job even starts. Um, it's very easy to turn it all. Uh, it's very easy to turn it all on at the end, and you spend the money and realize you've got no one to cover the shifts, um, or worse still, turn it on and realize you've got no one who knows how to run it. And then finally, actually, there's one last point as well, uh, and this is a really key one. I'll keep it short and sweet. Um, never try and grow your way out of a problem, uh, and that's something I've seen like massively over the last few years, especially the way craft beer has been kind of expanding quickly and booming and whatever else. Um, it's a fundamental one. Um, and there's no way I can't mention it. Uh, it probably feeds back into just because you can doesn't mean you should. But, you know, if you can't get to the right place, what you have right now, you know, it's, it's not really working for you. Um, don't, don't consider trying to scale. Uh, the reasons for lack of traction, brand recognition, product quality, etc., they have to be addressed well long in advance of attempting to grow. Um, and the way I say it is if, you, if you're not in that position and you don't feel strong about everything you're doing, your brand, your quality, your people, your staff, whatever it might be, your bank balance, you're only scaling a problem at the end of the day. And it's what I describe as you're, you're not growing, you're, you're engineering a failure. So just please never try and grow your way out of problems. Solve your problems first and then have a go at it. And uh, yeah, that's the do's and don'ts. So I'll leave it there. <laughs> The Brewers Journal Podcast is a production of Reby Media, produced and hosted by me, Tim Sheehan. Sound engineering by Ross McPherson. Series supervision by John Young. The executive producer is Rory Harris. And a special thanks to JT at Drop Project. <laughs>